This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So um, I'm su- what I'm really excited about and I'm surprised about was the Nintendo Direct announcement that's happening tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, 9-4, well, <laughs> the day after we're recording. So we'll already know what happened at this. This is the problem but, with calling this stuff out, though, because by the time people hear this, they will know what the announcement yeah. is. Yeah, well, that's fine. And I don't really care um, in the sense that uh i'm good for you people in the future and us ourselves knowing <laughs> what's gonna happen but in at the, the time future. it's kind of i think it's nice to predict right now what's going on what possibly can you know be discussed and then after the fact when it happens see how close we were uh or just how epically f- terribly off we were where we just fall on our face but it's not like we're doing anything for money here we're just <laughs> we're just kind of doing our thing but yeah, I, I didn't realize that until someone, I don't know who it was, it was somebody, probably somebody in the network that tweeted um, that this was happening tomorrow. So it's happening at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, and it's 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Usually wow. they're like seven minute long, five minute long, 10 minute long, and they're like flying through what's going on. So I'm pumped because they say on the website... It's supposed to be about 2019 Nintendo Switch games, including Pokemon Sword and Shield, obviously, and Luigi's Mansion 3. I, I'm i sure those are the two major ones, but I'm wondering what else we'll find. And who knows? Maybe the former FCC filing for the SNES controller for the Switch uh, comes to fruition here and shows us, or Nintendo plays their card of, hey, here's the uh, the lineup of SNES games that are coming in fall of this year which would be super awesome but i don't know if fall is too early but i don't know how long they've been working on it but wouldn't that be cool i know you're all excited about super nintendo games, yeah i know as you should be because they're awesome yes. especially the one that you're most excited to play, play. Link to the past that's all i want to play i don't care i will i will drop my money just for that game and i've said that several times <laughs> take my just money take it seriously <laughs> With that said, though, I'm most excited about two things. One, I am ashamed of, and the other, I'm not. Oh, come on. So the first thing I'm not that I'm looking forward to is more discussion or announcements surrounding the second Breath of the Wild game, like the sequel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I cannot wait to see more about that. Please and thank you. Take my money. And then the other one I'm ashamed to say, I'm actually getting very excited about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Because I'm a terrible person and I'm enjoying Why? Pokemon. No, no, no. It, there's nothing wrong with you being like enjoying Pokemon. <laughs> just because we keep talking about it and uh, like certain people having this, I don't know, judgment over, uh, you know, people of older <laughs> who are above the age of a certain age, which I'm not describing, uh, liking Pokemon is totally okay. There's nothing wrong with it. People were playing Pokemon Go. They were like in their 50s walking around, walking into people because they were using their smartphones. So I don't see why. This is any different, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm actually I sh- happy for I it. I should be clear. I should be clear. 
I'm not judging myself based on the lens of other people. Okay. I'm judging myself based on myself. Yeah, because, because you said you'd never do I was it. very against it for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm super into it and I cannot stop. So um, it's my own judgment on myself for being myself and disliking the fact that I'm enjoying it as much as I am. Yep. Though, I don't know. It's... It's not like I'm like watching the anime, which was fine for children at the time, but yeah. I I really enjoy the game. And I'm not even sure it's Moon yet. So I'm now going to be jumping into Moon for real. For real pretty for soon. Real. And it may get to the part where I'm like, no thanks, can't do it. Can't pet the Pokemans. <laughs> so uh I'm really enjoying Crystal. It may stay with just Crystal. I don't know. Who knows? I know I don't know what I'm gonna play after this. If I'm gonna just stick with Moon, or yeah, if it's gonna be choices. a so. different Pokemon game, or if it's just gonna be a different game entirely. And so we'll see. Uh, I'm still gonna hold you accountable because if you've changed your opinion, well, kind of in a sense, maybe just for that one game, like you said, Crystal. I'm still holding you accountable of one playing Halo Reach the when it comes to PC, which we're still waiting on. Just a heads up, still still patiently waiting. Um, and then Harry Potter, but that's, that's a long shot. No, no. Yeah. That's... <laughs> but seriously, Halo, I would love you, love for you to get into that. And I'm, I'm really kind of bummed out that the beta has been pushed back or the beta test and technical test was so restricted on who was in it. And then it being so delayed. And at this point I totally forgot about it until just recently when someone said, Hey, it's still coming. <laughs> it's almost there. Um, so I don't know, kind of, I think the hype for me died down, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm just really excited because uh, Gears of Gears Five comes out very shortly. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Even though I will not be purchasing it anytime soon, yeah. not until it goes on sale. Yeah, right. but I know that you will have it, and I would like to get together to play it. Yes, we will have to do that. Um, I think I'm debating streaming me trying to play it uh, with a friend of ours um, later this week. I doubt it will work, and I'll probably just say and just enjoy the campaign for the time i can um but yeah i'm really excited i have lots of good news or lots of good good hype coming out of uh gamescom not con uh and uh just from the the press reviews of the one hour of gameplay some of the press i don't know who off the top of my head but there's a few uh major press uh companies or game man, what am i screwing up i can't talk today <laughs> news outlets that when we're invited to the uh, studio to play it so um really good good news from there good hype really excited for it but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff i mean september november and in well october too as well but like really this is the big hit where we had this lull of games of nothing like here's here's more games for game pass and here's like a little tidbit like a small game here's a minor release here then boom september hits and you just get borderlands you get uh gears 5 you get Link's awakening and then like astral there's like so many games coming out in september and then call of duty followed by uh what else am i missing the new star wars game i mean there's so many yeah big name big title triple a games being dropped cyberpunk is coming cyberpunk, sometime in uh, the future uh death stranding I mean, like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah. What? Cyberpunk, I can't wait for. What are people going to um, do? Are you, are you, you mentioned it just a second ago. Are yeah. you excited about Borderlands, the new one? Uh, so 
I played, I think we talked about this for a very brief period. Briefly, yeah, yeah. But I I love the first Borderlands, just to, to like avoid your question right now, I loved the first one uh, and got on board with the second one. And much like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, uh, where Fallout 4 kind of died off for me, Borderlands 2 I didn't even finish. So I don't see myself actually playing Borderlands 3. I mean, Destiny kind of fills that void for me, fills that role, uh, and it's more up my alley than the Mad Max-style game, style, like that gameplay. Not gameplay, but just the art for that game. Genre. The genre. Was it still considered <laughs> steampunk? That's not. It's st- its its own thing. It's, it's like a, what is it? I don't know. It's like a future western style. I wouldn't. I don't know. Post apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's too much future in it to be Mad Maxi. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not really excited about it. Though, not to get off tangents, but there is. I was at a craft fair around here for my wife and my family. We met up, and there was a beer garden, so that's the only reason why I went. Uh, but there was a shop there that was that literally was steampunk jewelry. I've never seen that before. It was yeah. so weird. I felt uncomfortable because the person had a had a anime shirt on, and I'm trying to think of what it was. It, it made you uncomfortable. Yeah, because like I just looked over them and it didn't fit in, and I felt for that person because they're surrounded by you know the mom and pops crafty uh, uh-huh. pictures of cityscapes and hand carving bears for your cabin in wisconsin <laughs> and then there's just steampunk jewelry sitting <laughs> i'm like what is this it's cool though it is i mean i'm not a steampunk fan it's I'm, interesting. I'm generally not a steampunk they were all hand created too which was great They're, they only had one of everything so people were like oh how would you do these uh one and that's cool i was fascinated but the per- person was just fitting the vibe and i could just tell that only a select few people were like, what is steampunk? They'd like ask the same question. Oh boy. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Here's the pamphlet. Yeah, here it is. Um, Yeah, so so bringing back from the tangent. tangent. No, I'm not excited. Oh I'm not going to play it. Maybe uh, I'm not either. Later. I don't know why, though. And that's what I kind of, I don't have a good reason for it. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed 2. That's the only one I own is Borderlands 2. And I played the crap out of that game with a lot of different people at a lot of different times like for a while played that game a lot so i don't know why i'm not excited for the next one it's okay but i'm not and i can't pinpoint why and i thought maybe by asking you and you having a reason maybe i would drill down in my own but clearly that didn't go well and i still don't know why (laughs) no i just don't there's no uh that i don't know if it's the appeal of that game or because at the time, I don't know if when it, when it, Borderlands came out, I think it was 360, if I'm not mistaken. It was around that yeah. and ge- that era. Yeah. Um, it was new to that genre, not that genre, but that the style of game and art was, I think, just starting to become kind of popular. Um, or at least it, it was a, a unique in the sense that there wasn't anything like it. And so they threw this thing in, and it was like this huge RPG where you could have a bajillion guns, and you can have these uh, pretty large worlds or parts of the world that you can you know, go drive around on. You had these uh, lovable role-playing characters that you can pick from. You had a robot that was interesting. <laughs> like, they had all these 
caveats to it that I think brought people in and it was different. And then after, you know, Borderlands 2 and then now Borderlands 3, I just don't have that same hype as I did before. So, and I just don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I don't have a good reason. That's okay. That's fine. We don't have to have good reasons just because. Can I complain about something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. And you're you're talking about what Borderlands is just sparked it in my brain. Uh I, let me, let me get through the whole thing. Okay. I'll let you go. I love RPGs. I don't know if you know that. Mm -hmm. I really do enjoy them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're my favorite type of game, but that's a different podcast. Uh, But they are really high on the list. I love all kinds of different RPGs. However, can we stop putting RPG elements into other types of games? Please and thank you. That's not a new thing anymore. So let's just focus on the type of game that we are making and stop putting RPGs into non-RPG games. (laughs) Just by adding more RPG stuff into your game, it doesn't make it better. See also Fallout 4. Yes, Like it It doesn't make it better or worse. Just... Stick to what your game is, and yeah. then don't try to add more crap to make it better. Yeah. So, I, that's follow, end rant. Fallout 4 is, like, the exact same thing, same feel I have for Borderlands. Uh, and I, with the purchase of Borderlands 2 and then the purchase of Fallout 4, those are the two games where I loved the previous version. The previous game was great. Fallout 3, I, I played hours, like, ungodly amounts of hours. Beat the game, couldn't tell you how many times with several different people and characters and then you know when fallout 4 came out i bought a game i bought a day of i even got and ended up buying for the game the graphics card which you now have (laughs) that has the fallout 4 faceplate on it because it was a limited edition it was a great card and i bought it just to play it i love it and (laughs) thank you (laughs) good i hope you do thank you (laughs) um but like I, i played i beat the game and Usually when I beat the game, I go through all the side quests. I take a long time. I blew through it, and then I was done. Like, I tried to play some of the side quests. I tried to enjoy but the rest I, of But I didn't, I didn't even... It didn't take to get to Fallout 4 for me. Like, it, I had that feeling at New Vegas. I bought okay. New Vegas. Yeah, a lot of people did. And I've did. played, like, 10... No, that's not true. It's, like, two or three hours I've played in New Vegas. And I just, like... <laughs> I, the first time I booted it up, I fired it up and it was, I played 10 minutes and I'm like, no, I'm no, I did this already one time. <laughs> and then I was yeah, like, so okay, like everybody loves new Vegas. I need to play this game. So then I forced myself to sit down and play like an hour or two. And I still was like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but it's, eh. some of the magic was lost somewhere and I don't know how or why, but you're right. It is the same feel yeah. that I have with borderlands now where yep. I've, been there i've done it it took a lot out of me fallout 3 took a lot out of me and i loved every second of that game such a good game but it's almost overwhelming to think about going into another game like that yeah i don't know there's i don't know if that's part of it i'm now just talking about my my butt but still (laughs) anyway skyrim was uh, the same too so yeah but i played where you've played short amount of hours i've played again ungodly amounts of hours of skyrim and when the next Skyrim comes out or the next Elder Scroll, I have a good feeling I'm not going to get it. So, yeah. Yeah. Whenever makes that sense. Is. Um, yeah. Well, is that all you wanted to rant about? Was there anything else? That was it. I just, you know, not to say that I you're just, full of them. <laughs> I've got plenty. <laughs> um, well, I, I feel sometimes similarly about strategy games. There's a lot of, 
a lot of games that are shoehorning strategy games into or strategy mechanics into their games. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's amazing. And then sometimes it's like, this just feels like you were padding the game. And it's strange because I, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, and this is true with RPG elements as well. Sometimes it really adds something to a game or, or just makes it that much better but that's i feel like that's the exception or the rarity i don't feel like maybe i'll have to think more about this and do some research and put together some numbers because i just i have this feeling as i mentally scroll through the things that i've done in gaming yeah and i just i don't know that removing the rpg elements from some of those games would make them a worse game and sometimes i feel like it would make them a better game or different, so, I don't know. separate from yeah. the the norm or the goal that everybody wants to have a RPG game, at least one big hit. It's like having the b- big Game of Thrones hit and having the big I don't know Fall Three. I'm trying to think of huge uh, games that uh, pretty much set the tone of the genre. Um, so we kind of talked about it, and I wanted to briefly talk about because we uh had mentioned in previous shows that we were really excited about Link's, Link's Awakening. And oh, yes. again, lots of people are, are saying really good things of the initial uh, hands-on that they had with Gamescom. And people are saying that it's just as good as it as people think it is. It's a remaster of, or a remake, sorry. Uh, or No, I guess it is remaster, <laughs> not a remake, because remaster is literally, they just, um, it's the same game, one-to-one according to uh game spot and they just you know. yeah but it's it's like it's it's borderline remaster i feel like you know i feel like so much of the graphic fidelity has changed oh, yeah. that it's it's so close to remake almost right. yeah but anyway go no, on and, yes go and, on uh so people are basically explaining like oh yeah it's it's the it's the same the same feel of that 2d but not 2d anymore um zelda dungeon e game that people grew up in arguably as you've said too is the best one of the best Zelda games um and it still feels the same if people are just as excited they forgot like how, how uh, that it, the monsters or the bosses are more puzzle games they're more puzzle but monsters there's a specific way to defeat them whereas like in Breath of the Wild where t- people were still playing to this day there are weapons you can use that could help you or there's different strategies it's not like one specific strategy takes out the uh the uh, yeah. boss so i think that's kind of cool and then um a lot of the a lot of the people who are talking about the game and some of the reviews or the quick uh, uh sessions that they had uh were explaining that yeah the added graphics adds to like the the love of the game that they had and how quirky it was and uh like how it would switch from different position the camera itself would switch to different positions like if you'd go to certain levels um huh. which i think is really cool because i guess that's what they did because like it would go to a side scroller mode where like if you were in like oh, in oh super, yeah 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 like, in super no, Mario, no, no, yeah like if you go down I thought you meant like I thought you meant like it would switch 3D perspectives no, 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 or something no 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 no, no, no yeah there was like there was like specific parts of dungeons yeah. or underground where yeah you it became a platformer which yeah. is so weird but so good yeah so I'm I'm pumped for it the only problem is every every time I see more and more about it. I almost wonder if it's something that I want to get in on the release day because it it doesn't it's sixty dollars for that game. Yeah. And as we've yeah. talked about before, we're trying at least the two of us are, 
like trying to pick our <laughs> not pick our battles, but trying to no, say No, you're right. Like, no, that's I what, think pick your battle is is I think that's apropos wanna, of what's happening here. Right, I want to purchase a game that I will enjoy right off the bat that's worth the $60. I'm saying that's not worth it. Just something that I know that I will not have buyer's remorse immediately from buying. So yeah. uh, we I, have we have families and responsibilities. Yeah, like I'd like. We to don't eat. need to be blowing sixty dollars on every game that comes out. Yeah, and there are plenty coming out. So I I think I'm going to adjust my priorities while I do have some. Uh, this sounds weird. Liquid assets, as in I just have game <laughs> game money. <laughs> you buying a Lamborghini next or something? What's happening? No, I have uh like I have money in the in the Nintendo store still, like leftover um from my birthday and i was holding on to it to kind of supplement the 60 dollars. but even then i'm like mm, i feel like i could pick up some more games for less than 20 dollars on the store that i'll actually still enjoy that are full games too that just their price has dropped i'm still yeah. waiting for octopath <laughs> so um, yeah yeah so i don't know i will see uh i'm what what it does to me though this game and i'm gonna call it out now Okay. It does bring out something that I've wondered for a while. Oh, so boy. There are games out there, and one of them mm-hmm. being Dragon Quest Eleven. that, uh, the, yeah, the definitive edition is coming to the Switch very soon. Uh, and like games like Halo 2 Anniversary Edition and Halo Custom, or Halo, um, the original game Anniversary Version, have the, where you have the ability to switch in between the original graphics and the current remaster graphics have you ever played a game that you can do that no the closest i came was when i almost bought the remaster for starcraft okay and i i still haven't because um it's the same game and i've played that game so many hours i can't every time i think about games that i've most played somehow i don't think about starcraft like Starcraft is that game that's always been in the background for me that I've played so long <laughs> that I just don't even think about it as a game right. anymore. <laughs> so um, anyway, yes, I have not bought the remaster for Starcraft yet, though I plan to at some point because of that fact alone that you yeah. can turn it on and off and see the difference. Yeah. And I that's the closest I ever came. Well, like to me, it's like a crazy fat. It's a crazy concept because... It's cool. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's cool the fact that we can they can embed that into the game, and it's literally seamless for the most part. Like almost. Well, and and then also, I would like to say that that's a true remaster. Yeah. Right. That literally is the code base of the original game on and like it's the same code base, but then like the graphics layered on top, you can turn on and off. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's crazy. a remaster a hundred percent. Yeah, because it's it's one to one, a hundred percent one to one. Yeah. Um. The the thing that I like about games like that is that. If you are somebody playing it for the first time, you can see what you can still play it through the original graphics, or you can benefit from the remastered graphics soundtrack and some of the cutscenes. Halo 2, the cutscenes were unbelievable. Like, absolutely nuts when they did the remaster. And the, the music was crazily, uh, crazily, wow. <laughs> Good job, Justin. Uh, <laughs> uh, were outstanding. They, amazing. I can't even, I just was blown away, and I still after beating that campaign a gajillion times and then playing it over a gajillion times with just recently finishing it on legendary with somebody, um, just couldn't get over the fact that the cutscenes were so good because they had, they're basically using the same 
uh, technology that they're using in the uh, newer halos. And so for my, from, from my perspective, these games are like two different games in once because the visual different visuals play a huge role in the gameplay and add a specific value to it where you can play it as if you're just playing it for the first time, like I said, on the original and then the updated graphics. And it's a shame that I, I want you to eventually experience and if you get when you get StarCraft, you should definitely fl- switch back and forth because I can't tell how many times where I'd be playing the remastered version and go, hmm, I wonder, I, I forgot what it looks like at this point. And then you switch and go, oh, wow. Or you're like, yeah, I feel like playing in the old version right now and just flip it back and play the older graphics. And it's kind of like a nostalgic in a way but then you can get a taste of new graphics in the and literally in a switch so yeah but uh what's crazy too is that Dragon Quest 11 they since that game is not so they did it differently where what they did is that you can play the you know the original Dragon Quest 11 graphics uh-huh. which are which is brand new like the game has come out over a year plus i think it was i think it was I was going to say it's not that old it's not so, that old so yeah. what they did was they took the style of the old Dragon Quests, so back in like NES, SNES, I think it's specifically NES, and they kind of layered it on that as well, so you can switch so, so that it's the 2D version, and you're playing with your group following you, like the original game, and then when you run into a battle or you run into a monster, the monster stays as a stationary picture and you just have like little swipes that come through when you hit yeah so that's very earthboundy yeah so it's (laughs) it cracks me up because this game is not oh sorry this game is not an old remaster like it's not a game that's remastered they just implemented it a different way that's cool it's it's just definitely different and cool at the same time because you can get the best of both worlds and i would be curious if people would play the entire game on the other version so but yeah, I could see it, you know, at least just to get notoriety or have to be able to say that basically, yeah. <laughs> be like, I did it that way <laughs> or or even stream it that way. Yeah, that would be other too. And then when on a switch, I think it adds a lot to the switch because of playing in that genre with Square releasing, re-releasing, sorry, and porting or having ports of all the fantasy, Final Fantasy games and some of the older games, and then having, you know, Octopath yeah. with the sprites. I think that's kind of cool. It plays to some of that clientele that will already would already have a Switch and already yeah. want to buy that. But, yeah, it's it's cool. Fun fact, Dragon Quest was called Dragon Monster up until 2005 in North America. Oh, okay. Just no, so, you know. so if that... <laughs> If that's what you're talking about on the Game Boy, which you mentioned a while ago, is yeah, that what you were talking about? Yeah, so it was Dragon... that's different. Because Dragon Monster, if it was Dragon Quest, which you just said... Oh, Dragon Warrior, sorry. It was Dragon Warrior. Oh, yeah. Dragon Warrior. Yes, that's correct. Dragon I Warrior think it was Dragon Monsters Monster. is the Game Boy game that I was playing that had... It was very similar and in essence was combating against Pokemon when it came out. Mm, yeah. Very same. Very, very similar uh, techniques, but I guess there was a huge breeding <laughs> breeding segment of that game where you can take two different monsters and make like a better version. Of, I, I never, I had the game, but Pokemon, that's where you get, so like someone gives you both games and you're like, oh, Pokemon's fun. And then you try and play that game. And like, well, Pokemon does this better or I'm already invested in Pokemon. I'm not going to play another game exactly like it, just with different characters and totally 
it, I don't know. Anyways, um, I'm glad <laughs> it was like one of the most random things today that I, after researching the Dragon Quest uh, 11, I, I was like, I was telling myself, I know I played a game where I could have sworn it was Dragon Quest, but it wasn't mm. Dragon Quest. It was like Dragon something monsters. Sure enough, I was right. So, well, 27 yeah. episodes later. Yeah. I don't really that long. Dragon Quest is um, kind of like Fire Emblem for me, although obviously Dragon Quest has been going for much longer. Yes, from the where it's original days. Been like in classic. It's been yeah, it's been on the periphery of everything that I like to do with games. It's just not something I've found a way into, which makes it sound hard, and it's not hard to get into the. You just buy no, them and then know. you play them. Yeah, but I've always deprioritized Dragon Quest. And I've always deprioritized like Fire Emblem, which I realize I probably should play a lot of Fire Emblem. I probably would. It's really like right like up it. your alley. <laughs> it's but Dragon based. Quest is in the same boat. Like I love Akira Toriyama's uh, like artistry. Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. See also Chrono Trigger and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I I love his his style and his characters, and I mean that whole entire that whole entire franchise is built on his art. So why I haven't ever played them, I don't know. But I don't know. Final Fantasy always took precedence for me. And I never really sought out Enix games, which is where that came from. I was always the square kid. So, you know, I don't know. You only have so many funds when you're a child. (laughs) And then when you're an adult, too. So I don't know. Somehow I've never played a Dragon Quest game, which sounds criminal. No, I never. I, I have the dragon quest 11 on the pc i've played it do you yeah i i uh, you have it yeah well it was uh gifted to me we'll call it that someone okay someone gifted it to me wow you'll have to show it to me sometime <laughs> yeah if it still works we'll see um anyway <laughs> where where was i going with this i don't know if oh, you don't play yeah. dragon quest so you probably yeah should. i i really should i think i should i really like his style his art style and they seem like pretty standard rpgs so i don't know i don't know why i haven't played one but i haven't it's okay no one's gonna hold you accountable for it yeah well i i know that everybody will no <laughs> only like one person i can t- think of <laughs> but yeah yeah but anyway cool i think dragon dragon quest 11 will be my way in i think is where i was going with that yeah. i think at some point i would like to buy Either on Steam or the Switch or maybe my PlayStation 4, just buy Dragon Quest XI because everybody raves about that one. I've seen a lot of people say the best way into the series is 8. That 8 was fantastic and yeah. a good a good way to find yourself into the series. Um, but that one, I think, is on the 3DS, which would be cool to have as well. But it's still $40. Yeah, I was going to say... the. <laughs> This is the reason I haven't played Dragon Quest. <laughs> they hold their value. Gosh. Well, it's not so much that. It's like if I'm going to buy a $40 game, I feel like the list is longer than Dragon Quest. So, you know, I feel like Fire Emblem to me would be higher on the list than Dragon Quest. Yeah, I, I would argue the same. And also, there's so many great $40 games on the 3DS. Um you know, bravely <laughs> default, bravely second. I, I, I still think it's ridiculous that some of those games are still forty dollars. But yeah, 
I think even Xeno, what's the Xeno one that I can't remember? Fantastic RPG, supposedly. I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll look it up, but ah, yeah, too many games, too little time, what's too this little ab- money. What's this about Homeworld 3? There's going to be one. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it? There's going to be one, and it's exciting, and um, I think that if Deserts of Kar- Karak, Kar- Karak? Caracas? Are any indication i think we're in for a treat because they did a nice job with it the remaster of homeworld one was fantastic and i think people have said that the deserts of Karak game is actually pretty good so <sighs> i think we're in for a treat if that is true so this might be your chance to jump into homeworld homeworld and if you can, I think you should take that chance. I think, I think that you would really, really like Homeworld. I don't. I'm trying to remember. What does Homeworld even look like? First of all, so the original game, the first one, was I. I just I fell in love with it immediately. You. The story goes that the people of this Earth-like planet, basically. They find ancient technology on their planet, so they they kind of unearth it. It's buried in the planet. They unearth it, they put it all together, and they end up forwarding their entire civilization quite far with this Whoa. alien technology they find. So they build the mothership, this gigantic mothership based on designs and things they find and their new technology yeah. to be like a, an exploration ship. And so they they start testing this mothership in orbit of their planet. And the beginning opens with... The beginning opens with them being attacked by a different civilization, alien civilization. And the alien civilization attacks and destroys their entire planet. So the people in the mothership are all that's left of their people. Hmm. And they, they gate out of there just in time with the mothership. So... Now you're in control of these ships and you have to build new ships and build your armada and try to get through space to a place where you can find a new home world. Ah, and, that's uh, the name. yeah. And you run into different alien species in the, in the meantime. But the point is to, it's basically a real time strategy ship space battle game. And it's really important what formation your ships are in and how you engage ships in space. And it's, it's awesome. It's so good. This looks so good for 1999. Yeah, no oh way. yeah. Oh, it's remastered. That's why. I was like, why is this game look so good? Uh, it's only even the 1999 bucks. one though was fantastic. Hold on. One. Yeah, it's on sale. I think. That's bonkers. How much? But is yeah, this? I mean, you set up your ships in a formation, <gasps> and you move them across space, and um, you have to build new ships. It's it's really really good. So, huh? I'll have to take a look at it. I could have sworn I just saw it for five dollars. It it was on sale this last week. I don't know if it still is, but I'll look. You can catch it. Just keep it on your wish list. You'll catch it. The one thing that happened with the remaster is funny. They um, so the old original game. Yeah. The ships. Hold on. Let me put this in my brain. The ships you could put into a specific formation and give them rules of engagement. Yeah. And it was more complex originally for the original game. 
when they went to the new remastered game, they took the engine to remaster it. They took the engine of the second game they made, which looks prettier and is smoother. But because they did that, they had to cut down all of that, or they did cut down all of that. So now the formations don't mean as much, and it's not the rules of engagement don't mean as much. It's not as um, complex. It's more simplistic with that stuff now. Okay. So formations used to be really important. Like, are your ships in a V shape, or are they in a sphere, or a flying wall, or like you? It got really complicated. Now that doesn't matter as much. Once they're engaged, they're engaged, and they're just flying about and changing directions, and it's crazy. But just even watching the space battles as they're happening hmm. is well worth the price of admission for that game. You can, it's three dimensional space battles with ships, and it's just so fun to watch. I'll have to throw it on my wish list because it's thirty five dollars right now, so it's not on okay. Sale. Yeah, don't buy it for thirty five dollars. I saw it on sale; it will go on sale again. So, yeah, yeah. There was even a time in twenty sixteen it was on sale for eighty percent. It was five bucks. Yeah, crazy. But I'll have to check check that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah, good times. Okay. <laughs> so, did you want to talk about the topic where you're? You mentioned it earlier today about story and the role it plays in our games yeah yeah we could talk about that one or we could do you have the the game set up uh, in your mind uh i have it set up but i don't have any of the things pulled out for it okay i was All gonna right. hold on i was looking for forward to that one okay well not that anybody knows this but we can do that on a later date which is not okay too late. okay so that sounds great i will prepare I would like that. better for that on, okay. a, on a better date which is very close by <laughs> Not to be cryptic or anything. Um, but yeah, so you wanted to talk about this. What What is it? What do you, Break it down for me. If you can. Yeah, if I can. So the problem that... It's not a problem. Hold on, let me refrain. I've already made a mistake. Hold okay. on. <laughs> no, so, so unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your viewpoint, this stems from the amount of Pokemon that I've been playing. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh. I, I don't want to talk going. about Pokemon. Yes. Okay. But we can use it as a reference in this particular conversation. There is a reference to it, a good reason too, and I'll let you go though. Okay. So one thing that Pokemon has made me do, I guess is the right way to put it, is start to question the types of games that I'm most, most interested in right now. And I don't know if that's because of Pokemon or... Maybe I'm feeling this way about video games and gaming currently with the way that life is happening. Yeah. Where, and I hate saying it this way, but I can't find a better way to say it. Where I don't want the game to waste my time. Like, I want to come to a game and I want to make sure that every moment that I spend with the game is a meaningful moment or a meaningful, enjoyable moment of time. So... So if I spend an hour playing a game, I want to get an hour's worth or better of value out of that game. Got it. Easy. Pokemon has been filling that because, A, it's on my 3DS, so I can take it anywhere. Right. B, if I put five minutes into that game, it's meaningful. So I can open up the 3DS, pop in, do a couple couple two-tree things, mm-hmm. and then I'm done. And then I'm, I can get away from it. But that was actually a useful engagement with the game. And I don't think a lot of games are like that or 
many games aren't like that purposefully, and we can talk more about that. But it has me now questioning... <sighs> Here, I guess we'll go this direction. So I've always prioritized, and we talked about this early on in our this particular podcast, I've always prioritized story first in games. Right. A game, to me, with a good story is high on my list of likes and there are a lot of really good games with really good stories but i'm starting to realize now or maybe it's just a a phase i'm going through but i'm starting to realize that i would rather get my story from other places and focus on gaming as gaming okay <laughs> and so so unfortunately this crosses into the nintendo realm i feel like though nintendo's not the only one that does it but nintendo has always been a game first company so that means that like they they will prioritize either mechanics or controls but always the game is the game first and then they put the story around it it's not always like them wrapping the story around what they make right but sometimes it is but sometimes it's that the story organically comes out of the game that they make, or if they build a mechanic, they build a game out of the mechanic and then write the story. You know, it's sometimes it takes different forms, Mm -hmm. but they always are caring more about the mechanics or the controls or how the game is fun first. And that's not, it's not that they have that exclusive to them, right? But they, they do a lot of that. And I've been finding myself gravitating towards that. For better or worse. And so Pokemon fits right into that. I feel like Pokemon... Yeah, yeah, Pokemon is a meaningful RPG experience in a handheld style game. So you aren't going to be... You aren't going to be optimizing your equipment. You're not going to be trying to find new characters that are long lost, you know, I guess, I guess in a way you are, if they're, if you're looking for legendary Pokemon, yeah. regardless, it, it's not, it's not fiddly and there's not a lot of mechanics to engage with. And there's not much to do other than focus on the one set of mechanics and the one style of combat. And then that's it. And, and I'm really enjoying, I'm really enjoying, I'm trying not to make this so long. I'm really enjoying, um, engaging with those mechanics and having meaningful meaningful experiences with those mechanics in shorter periods of time and feeling like i'm playing the game and actually getting something out of the game without having to put a lot of time in so anyway that now begs the question of maybe i should start looking at more games that prioritize the game and the game mechanics more so than the supposed story and Again, from the Pokemon aspect, Pokemon doesn't really have much of a story. And the story that it does have is the one that you tell about what you did in Pokemon. And so this always brings me back to thinking about a friend of mine named Andy, who always talks about how he thinks story in games is ridiculous, and that he would much prefer playing a game, usually a strategy game, that allows you to tell your story. The story that you had of playing the game and engaging with those mechanics. So, I guess this is a really roundabout way of getting your thoughts on some of these different pieces that I'm kind of playing with in my mind. Okay. So, first of all, (laughs) I... (laughs) 
I I think for me, I value story still pretty high on the list okay. of things that I want out of a game. And sure. that's something that I won't change on as far as I know right now. Because for me, just like a book, you're playing a game to... To for me, it's playing a game is to go through the story, go through the different uh, phases of that character development or several character developments, the story development. I enjoy that, even though I know that it will be linear sometimes, or maybe sure. it's it has uh, the ability to be choose your own adventure in the sense where you can build more of the dialogue yourself. But I enjoy that. Uh, it gives more clarity too on like a a, a, des- a decision tree. And where you're supposed to go, and if you do something wrong, it actually is the wrong thing to do, or it will hurt you in the in the later part of or later half of the game. Uh, and I I still love that, and still look for that in games. Um, I I don't know. I definitely agree with you on the Pokemon side of it being a game that has a very small story, a very uh, bare bones story. But I think the reason why they're doing that or have that is because the game has had <clears throat> several iterations. You've had the story plot, basic story plot, uh, embedded in the people who play that game and just buried into their brains because of the constant replayability, but also the reuse of the a very similar storyline in each game, just with more Pokemon and more techniques and things like that i think that that uh just kind of flows well for pokemon it's probably one of the very few games that continues to do that and just adds a little bit of story each time and i'm i'm pretty sure uh only until recently within i'd say probably the last five or six seven years of pokemon that they've been adding more story and i'm sure short wow sword and sword uh sword (laughs) Sword and Shield will have the added uh, storyline to it, but it it won't. It'll still be that same. You're picking it up, playing it for an hour, and trying to get an op, trying to optimize the amount of time and uh, enjoyment you're getting out of that hour you get. Yeah. Um, uh, now, how do uh, do you think? Uh, is it changing for me now? No, not yet. Uh, do I still enjoy like playing? Playing games that have less story, yes. Um, I'm trying to think of a game that's like strictly multiplayer. Well, so let me let me add a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I got one. Okay, go ahead. Like Battlefield. Um, so like Battlefield, the original uh, releases of the games, the iterations like 1942 and whatnot, uh, and but even up to Battlefield 2, there was no campaign. Yeah, and I really liked that about Battlefield 2, actually. Yeah, you just jump right in and you play, and you get the enjoyment out of the amount of time or hours you put into it. Yeah. It's strictly multiplayer, so yes, that adds a different aspect to it. But right. you're also, like, you're not telling your own story, but you can do your own thing in the game, and there are different gameplay types, and there are servers that you can do certain things on. Like, you can do uh, actual uh, lifelike or realistic gameplay and yeah you do i did military i I did that a lot right exactly so i like both of the area like i both like both genres or both yeah would it be considered a genre or just gameplay style maybe style of 
game, content? I guess. Story yeah. content. But let me let me add a little bit to it because yeah. I agree with you that Damn, you stop, will come. Stop agreeing with me. Well, no, I agree with you that you'll come to different games for different types of story engagement. Like you're right. Uh, I would not go to a Battlefield 2 and be like, where's the story? You know, like that's, I totally agree with you. And because it's a multiplayer game, that's the point. Yeah. And Apex is the same same yeah. thing. Like we played Fortnite, um, Apex and Fortnite, like those. PUBG. Like all those, those games. specifically are built for a style of game and don't require the story. I think where I'm coming at it from, though, is that. Are we being disserviced? I'm thinking of like uh, really heavy JRPGs or RPGs in general where you have these gigantic. And of course, I, I want to point out that I, I love, love, you know, I love these games like Final right. Fantasy VII, you know, all the games where you, you have these really big story moments, but they're they're moments that are gated by the gameplay. So you can't get to the story moment without overcoming the challenge. I'm putting the challenge in quotes, overcoming the gate of the battles or the gameplay that the player has. And then when the player is done with that particular challenge, then the cutscene starts and you watch the actual story unfold. Mm -hmm. And the Pokemon style which Pokemon's not the best at it and only does does it in some ways. But the Pokemon style is you are playing the story and that the story is always the interactive interactivity of the player. So there's no part in Pokemon except for the newer ones where there's like a cutscene that you don't interact with. The, the exception being like you're talking to people yeah. in Pokemon but then you launch into that battle and the battle is the story between you and the trainer that you're fighting or you and the gym leader or whatever the heck. Who cares? The point is that I feel like there's something to be said and, and some kind of concept to suss out where like these newer games that are RPGs specifically is a great example where the content, the interesting part of the content, the story is gated by gameplay. And that the gameplay is sometimes bolted on to the story. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> so so the thought experiment that I was doing in my own head was, yeah. if I remove the story elements from Pokemon, yes. it's the same game. It? Yeah. Uh, you can okay. still yeah, play yeah, it yeah, and enjoy that. it. Yeah. If I remove the story elements from... I don't have a great example in my head. Um, if I remove the story elements from... Final uh, Fantasy Seven. Yeah, fine, no. we'll take it. Why not? That's. <laughs> it's not the same game. No, it's not at all. Like the battles are enjoyable to a point, but that's not the point of the game. The point of the game is to get through the story and enjoy the story. So then, let's do the reverse. If I remove the battles from Final Fantasy Seven, in some ways, the story might actually be kind of better. It could be a cool yeah. movie. It could, yeah, yeah. It's, it and I'm not. I get like it. A... It's not one for one, but like. Yeah. You know, you could make an argument. Whereas, if I remove the, the gameplay from Pokemon, mm-hmm. yeah. there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Yeah. So, I don't know what what I'm trying to say, <laughs> other than the fact that, like, I think that if you're developing a game, which I'm not, and you aren't, so I no, don't know why I'm saying never this. Never will. <laughs> 
if you're developing a game or you're looking at games, like the games that are now interesting me most, well, no. If you're developing a game, really think about the how the gameplay interacts with the story, how the player interacts with the story. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm thinking through some other games too, like, hate like the Mass Effect games. Yeah. Like, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, granted, kind of the same game. Not same. Yeah, game, but, but like, I feel like too. some of those fall into the middle area. So like, Mass Effect, if you pull out the story elements where you don't get to interact with anything happening if you pull out the story elements that you don't get to interact with they're yeah. still at the strictest level there's still the combat and some of the story happens during the combat so you are interacting with it and i'm not i i can't say if i can't think it through all the moments but i don't think there's, there's really any moments that will change depending on how you finalize that combat or yeah. the outcome of the combat but then at the not so strict level you technically get to interact with in theory all of the branching um character development and chats that happen in the game yeah where you can talk and be your own person so the player's interacting with that particular piece of story so that falls somewhere in the middle i feel like um what was the other game you said i was Just saying kotor Kotor oh, is Kotor. Thing, but that's similar. Similar, but I think the story really does play into that. I don't think that game would hold by itself just for the combat. No, because not at all. You wouldn't be able to tell what was going on, and there, and yeah, it's just a game that you wouldn't be able to hold. But I have a good game for you. I okay. actually have. We'll call it. We'll just start with one. World of Warcraft. Oh boy! Like think about it that way. <laughs> you have a game where that's a loaded, <laughs> but that, it's a loaded question or a loaded one, but. It's, that's a game you, you technically don't need to pay attention to any no, you story don't. and you no. can still enjoy playing that game. However, yeah. there are people who really enjoy the story behind it yes. and the lore and the, uh, the, and there's with the books that came out with the game and after the game uh, and fan fate fan made fiction, things like that, like that, that, that plays a huge part in the way people play that game. And I did not, I mean, I enjoyed the the different stories behind, uh, after, like after Burning Crusade and like revisiting, the, yeah, in uh, Legion and things like that. I enjoyed that. I mean, the campaigns were great, uh, or the story side of it. But I wasn't tied to it. I couldn't, t- I couldn't even tell you half the people's names or what happened in like Lich King or anything like that. All I can tell you is that how much I enjoyed playing as a Death Knight when it first came out or getting the demon hunter or like things like that like the different races and the different techniques you get to use during pve and pvp like that is a perfect game where you can do both you can not yeah. play at all you can play just to play, complete the quest and just hit accept and finish and get your loot as much as fast as you can not pay attention to anything or you can painstakingly go through every single <laughs> one of those and and get immersed into the game so i yeah. think that is a good game to use as a reference point but also it's loaded because um there's i think both sides of the story have yes strong arguments for the other so yeah well and that's why i agree it is loaded because they need to appeal to a gigantic audience yeah. on purpose 
So they did a really good job. <laughs> so yeah, they they necessarily that. need to have both. And I think they I think you're right. I think they nailed it because the people that get into story like me or used to yeah. or still do, depending on yeah. how much time I think and it depends effort. on. Ask yourself in a year. We can revisit this in a year and see how yeah, you're feeling. Yeah, we should because it, it could very well change specifically to your environment. So we'll yeah, see. <laughs> it could. It very well could. I think that. Um, as a final point, I guess, I, I'm really looking to maximize, I'm really looking to maximize the amount of enjoyable gameplay moments where I'm the one making the choices and making the things happen as a gameplay element instead of sitting through hours and hours of dialogue or cutscenes, not that those aren't good and for people who have more time right now i think that can be a great experience too mm -hmm. but i think the more games that i'm finding like stardew where you are the one who are making those things happen you know you you there's the story unfolds in stardew by going and talking to all the people in the village and having interactions with the people that you choose or diving into the mines or growing things the more that that happens the more enjoyable i'm finding it because then i can maximize the amount of and i'm not trying to make it a job right it sounds like i'm trying to make it a job but i want to maximize the moments that i'm making those choices and enjoying the game as the game because i feel like every time i'm sitting through giant piles of story there's less time for me to have fun playing with, you know, what my optimization for that armor is or how to beat that particular foe or the challenge that arises from that. I feel like if I'm sitting through lots of story now, I would rather almost be reading a book for that kind of thing or watching a really good movie or watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's definitely me and it's definitely a part of my life, but I think it's really interesting to sit down and think through the type of game that you're playing and, and how you're interacting and where the mechanics fall and how much care was given to those mechanics. And it's just an interesting thought element. And I'm, like I said, it is definitely interesting. I, I enjoy the fact that you brought this up because you were always, when we first... Die Hard Story. Yeah, you were when we first like started hanging out, and met and whatnot. Like you were huge in the story, and I would never yeah. have thought that you know come three years, four, <laughs> almost four years, uh, you would change. Um, especially because of all the experience and knowledge that you had playing video games for longer than I have, and just yeah. having that background, that was really big because story was huge for you back. Yeah. in NES, SNES, like w that's Square, like Square created not that it did but they were huge in the story and there some of the i mean j the jrpgs were i mean both great in the battle the the way that they changed the scene on the battles but also the stories were cra crazy long detailed most of them yeah uh, super flawed probably in some of them but yeah i mean that's it's a huge step for you and uh, whatever it takes to get you to admit that Pokemon's enjoyable, I'll take. So <laughs> I love it. I I admit I was wrong about it, even though I had it okay. originally read, and I did enjoy it. I just played other games. Yeah. I I admit it's great. I I will say as a last thing mm -hmm. that I realize now this 
this is the reason why I lost so much of my life to games like Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. Because those games, both of them, are not not huge story games. And, and it's not that there's no story, especially in Horizon. There is a big story there. But so much of those games, it unfolds through your choice and your actions and what you do and choose to do and where you choose to go and where you choose to do things really matters to those games. And I now realize, I think, that that is why I enjoy, enjoyed both of those. Because you can go, Horizon's a great example, you can go get more interesting and deeper game mechanics yeah. on all kinds of other games. It's not a very deep game in terms of mechanics. It's got some. Mm-hmm. You can go other places like Breath of the Wild and find more exp- exploration. Yeah. You can go other places and find better story. It's it's just that choice and being able to I don't know, just the the moments in Choose. that game where you are the one, you're the one making those choices yeah. and you're the one making those things happen and and fighting what you want to fight. I think that's where that comes in. So I I feel like I've always been this way. I kind of grew up on games like that. Yeah. But at the same time, RPGs took over my life for a time and then sometimes strategy games <laughs> that now I'm getting back to those roots and being like, oh, yeah, I really like these kinds of games, you know. So I think that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Any deals that you have that you came across? I haven't seen a lot. Um, you, you did generously gift me Chrono Trigger. Uh, of course, because it's awesome and uh, it's full of story. <laughs> and it's full of story. Uh, and we were just talking about that t- earlier today. But um, talk about a game where I anticipated I was going to be reluctant to play it, and it it's, it's to me it almost feels better than um, Final Fantasy VII. Don't kill me, uh, <gasps> because how dare you? Because it just it it has less of the. <laughs> You're not the only one that would say that. Uh, it just has less of. I'm I don't know halfway joking. Yeah. <laughs> halfway joking that you're disappointed or. Yeah, joking? I'm halfway because it's the thing that Final. I'm sorry, I'm totally cutting you off. But no, the thing fine. that people have a hard time with Final Fantasy VII is the um, the like uh the polygons and the yeah. You know, Chrono Trigger feels almost timeless because it's got the sprites and it's the 2D game and yeah. that's never going to go out of style. I feel like that's just great. It is, um, and that's why I was. What I was going to say is that it, it, I immediately fired up and realized I only had like twenty minutes left of my lunch. So, like, I <laughs> tried to play as much as I could and then played more later. Yeah. But really enjoyed just the the fact that you had to, as a completionist, there was things that you still had to complete before you could get to the next spot. And specifically, not. I don't think there's any spoilers here because this game's been out forever. Yeah. Um, where at the fair, where there's a point where you have to go to all the the vendors and do as yeah. much as you can because the, you're waiting for the uh, the demonstration of the uh, invention. And I, I thought that was kind of cool and just kind of the little caveats, the things that were going on at the same time. Uh, the music's great. I think that's yeah. one of my favorite things. Is oh uh, yeah, so good. Was the f- first hearing it covered by the Super Guitar Bros, um, but then also than hearing it for the out of its original in the original content and it still sounds really dang good so i enjoy yeah. it and i look forward to playing that more just uh, on a whim that's probably a game that i'll play in spots where i'm waiting 
uh, for something to happen or if I'm like sure. killing time. But I, it's easy to pick up, uh, immediately easy to get in because then I could save it and jump off. And it, it's on my phone. So yeah, crazy world. Yeah, I got into trouble with Chrono Trigger for a while because it was on my phone and on my iPad. I, I love it. It's oh so God. good. I've played through it three times now, <laughs> and and you know not fully through many many times in between. And and it's I just I don't dangerous. think I'll ever get tired of it. Yeah, it's really dangerous. Oh, the characters are great. Um, you said the music, the music is fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, it's linear, but like there's still some openness to it, especially later on, which I won't spoil for you. Um, so good stuff. Um, it's funny though, you say go to all the vendors, um, do all the things. It, it does a pretty good job. I think of teaching you that the game in that part, you know, you have to learn how to fight. You have to learn how to do interact with the world and it's pretty straightforward but it it's still there to teach you how to play it so i think they did a pretty good job with that uh deals deals i have two okay which it's really the same one um on steam the telltale batman game so the first one is half off and the second one is half off so the first one was batman the telltale series it's half off for the whole thing, and so it's $7.49. And then Batman The Enemy Within, which is the sequel, which I have not played, mm-hmm. and I plan to someday soon, hopefully, uh, that is $7.50 as well. Wow. So that's half off, too. I... Both those are highly recommended because the first one was fantastic. So good. There are deals... Talk about story. There are deals <laughs> that... <laughs> there are deals that... Um, I'm really surprised about one of them right now. I guess at Select GameStop, you can pick up the uh Sony PlayStation Classic console. So I think this is the, if I'm not mistaken, PlayStation Classic. It is the PlayStation Classic. Yeah, it's the. I one saw it was pre- twenty bucks, right? Th- that's ridiculously cheap, but yeah, because of the um, I'm I if I can remember the bad reviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's they could sad. have done a better job with game selection, but there's still some greats in there, so I think it's worth twenty bucks. I I don't know what the preloaded ones. I'm sorry, people, but uh, I, there's two on there. There's Metal Gear <laughs> that you would care about, Metal Gear, and Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> of course. So yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Twisted Metal's on there. Oh, you know? good game. Totally yeah. weird, but totally a good game. Uh there is uh 20 targets having 25% off select PS4 and Xbox uh games. So yes. if you're looking up that's in-store pickup, so that'll be good for those want looking for the physical um physical copy, which I'm a huge fan of contrary to like most people nowadays. Um but as far as that, I think really I haven't I didn't see any really big deals on the Switch or xbox uh control was uh on sale which just came out but i think that's i saw uh, that too i think it's a pre-order uh well it's isn't it out oh we're terrible is it i'm pretty sure that game is out Mm, let's look control yeah it's gotta be out because people are talking about it right now please please be right (laughs) august 27th yeah just came out okay yeah, I thought I was crazy for a second, but well, uh, you are, but that's not why. That's not right. But yeah, I, I, I'm trying to look through slick deals, and people are saying, uh, 
that yeah it's a legit and it's uh, in-store pickup obviously um oh sorry it's on amazon so i'm wrong uh but yeah it's legit <laughs> i could because someone had commented saying that they picked it up which uh, to me sometimes means physically picked it up but yeah that's really cheap 37 dollars and 50 cents for a game that just came out kind of concerning but yeah then again i was seeing this a lot too recently where there was a lot of deals on pre-orders for big you know triple a games or almost triple yes. a games uh that were legit deals like amazon does that a lot actually so if you or if you keep an eye you can find pre-order sale prices that are actually cheaper than the game on release so gotcha. you just it's because it's a pre-order and you're giving them the money up front that they are able to do deals sometimes so sometimes that happens so keep an eye on amazon yeah not that you already aren't yeah always do that um mm-hmm. i think i think that we're done here yeah i um, think i'm done with you God, why why do you stop <laughs> just be <laughs> nice I'm never going to be nice anymore because it's so much a part of our culture on this podcast now. Okay, so we're just going to be <laughs> The mean. ending, we have to just be mean to each other, I think. That's our sign-off. Go pound sand. Even though that's nothing... I mean, it's not even close to how we are in real life no, at all. No, absolutely not. Somehow it just became a thing, and now it's a thing. I blame, so I, I blame people and peer pressure and... Well, people. I mean, people are people, and pressure is pressure, and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I guess that's what brings all the listeners in. So, all of them. Oh. Look, there they are. All <laughs> of them. Oh, they're lining up at our doorstep right now. Yep. Hold on. There's a, another big batch coming through right now. <laughs> oh, there they are. Yep. Hi, guys. Uh, yep. All right, Josh. Bye. Okay. All right. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.